This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. March 20th. 22nd, 2014, broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and it's been a while, but we are back. And this one is a very important one. This is the big one. It's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's a very and with a very special guest, all the way from Havana, Cuba, and I'm not kidding, Nelson Alfonso. It's Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's the Cigar Authority's fourth Just anniversary. Really? <laughs> It's our fourth anniversary. Our fourth anniversary. Uh, we'll look back. We'll look at interviews, uh, cigars, food, the fun we had. Uh, we'll look into the future, the future of cigars and cigar shops in America. Can they survive? Will they survive? We'll talk about that. We'll take a peek into the mailbag, the asylum. We'll get debonair with Chuck Morrison and lots more. This is episode number 208, our fourth anniversary, the Cigar Authorities. Fourth anniversary, the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. That's right. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And this week, we're not at the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory like we were last week. And like my copy says, we're actually at uh, our tax-free Seabrook location. (laughs) Uh, Ron Burgundy. I get all thrown off. Uh, We are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up. Along with us, you can tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube, where, yes, you can set it and forget it. Congratulations. Four years. Congratulations. Chuck, congratulations. Congratulations, guys. Four years. Made it. They said it couldn't be done. They they actually was us. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we said, said it couldn't, couldn't be, be done. done. <laughs> and uh, it was barely done, but we did it. We did it. And we're going to keep going. It's the freaking Catalina wine mixer. So here's the thing. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. I can see year five straight ahead. Here it is. Most uh, businesses fail within three years. True. This is year four. We've not failed. We have not failed. We failed. That sounds probably a a success. We failed Rudy. Yeah. (laughs) He's there. We have um, listeners that listen to the show. We'll go over some of those numbers and uh, the growth of what's been happening, uh, whether you care or not. That's part of the charm of the of uh, the cigar authority that we tell you things whether you care about them or not. So uh, let's begin by lighting up a, a special cigar today. We're going to smoke uh, Bandolero. These cigars are from Costa Rica, and um, there is two kinds of Bandoleros: Pack Two and Pack Three. They're two different blends. We'll get into that. There's and really there's really three kinds of Bandolero. There really is, because there's a secret third kind that you can only get in the tubes. Right. And it was a one-time release, and um, we have them all. We do have them all. So when we like something, we go for it. So uh, here it is, and bandoleros come in a tin, uh, tin jar. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you ever noticed uh, how this tin jar works and and, and what's going on with it. It's actually a built-in humidifier built into the top of it. Everything that comes out of... uh, 
this factory is all comes humidified to us in perfect condition. But also, there's a little thing here at the bottom that will bend into the thing because these things are stackable. Ah. Ah. Because they actually tell a story. Pretty cool. They tell a story, and we'll get into that story, too. But the first thing is, let's light up a cigar. This so, is the Travioso, which is pack two. Yes. It's a little milder than pack three. But, interesting, on the palate, it comes across a little spicier. Now, even though it's milder. Even though it's milder. So we have pack two and pack three. So you may be wondering, there's something missing here. I'm wondering, what is the thing that is missing? Pack one. But of course. Where would pack one be? Pack one is for Europe only. Oh. Why would it be for Europe only? Why can't it be uh, pack two and pack three we can have in the United States and pack one we can only have in Europe? I don't know the answer to that. This is a very secretive company. This is Selected Tobacco. They are the makers of Byron, the makers of Atabay, and Bandolero. And very, very secretive company, and we'll get into... Oh, I didn't even take a cigar for myself. Why don't you take, a, take one gonna, for you? I'm going to take one. And we have the, uh, the one we're smoking is the Torpedo. Yes. It's a small Torpedo, and uh, you don't happen to have the sizes or anything on this, but it's a small Torpedo that would be you getting ready, but no. <laughs> Some things just never change after four Some years. Some things never change. Every, every week we talk what, about the thing, size of the cigar, but right. of course he picked them, he put them here. One thing has changed... You do not lose your mind when I well, come yes, in underprepared. I, I, I expect it <laughs> underprepared. I, I, I expect it, and um, I get it. I get exactly what I'm expecting. It's so perfect. It's, it's like when you get the wrong thing at the restaurant each time you go there, you expect it, and you learn to like it, I guess. It's part of my charm. There it is. So uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all the other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. We'll cut out a little torpedo here. So this is from Pack 2? This is Pack pack 2. And I've been lucky enough to be able to even try Pack 1. And to be honest with you... I think we got the two best. Yeah. I've tried pack one as well. The oddball sizes yeah. for the European market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a little small. The wrapper's a little rough looking. This wrapper's beautiful, though. It a is. A little sheen to it. So uh, what do we have here? I'm going um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to light this cigar, and we have a new lighter. This is a new lighter from the folks at Vertigo. This is the Bomber. And let me tell you, they got the name right. This lighter is the Bomb. It is. It's triple Jet. Nice. Now, lots of cutters nowadays are coming with bullet cutters. But this lots one, of lighters are coming with bullet cutters. Is that lots, what I said? You know, you said lots of cutters are coming with bullet cutters. Lots of lighters are coming equipped with bullet cutters equipped. is what I meant to say. Yes. This one is a little bigger than the average bullet. It's a little thicker. Yeah. So you get a nice big hole uh, as you cut the opening. Like I said, triple jet. Lots of venting going on so you don't have to yes. worry about your fingers covering up the vent holes. Which is which what happens a lot Some lighters. Yeah. And I, I, I tried restricting this bad boy, and, and it still stayed lit. There's, yeah. there's lots of ventilation going this, on This, when you hear it, you guys can hear that? Yeah. It sounds like a rocket, and it is. It, it sounds is like the bomber. the bomber. It is the bomber. Twenty four ninety nine for this bad boy. And it's an all-metal uh, casing, twenty four yep. ninety nine. This looks like a $100 lighter all oh, day long. All day. Twenty four ninety nine, And it's not even out yet. Not even out yet. Coming to a retail shop near you. Coming soon. So the bomber. Look for the bomber by Vertigo. And uh, there you go. It's awful cool that I'm to send us something in advance of it coming out. Ask for it by name. Yeah. 
say you heard about it on the Cigar Authority. Of course. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be good now, another, if they start going? Another cool little feature is like a little mirror thing inside the, uh, it's so shiny you can, you can check your makeup. I don't use makeup, but I can see my eyeball in there. <laughs> you, oh, you know what? While you were lighting the cigar, you can actually see. No kidding. Oh, nice call. That the cigar is lit evenly all the way around when you, as you put it up That's there. That's a nice little feature. Is that what it's there for? Yes. Yes. I'm going with yes. <laughs> right answer. Yes. That's what it's there for. <laughs> so let me tell you about the Bandolero cigar. Let me tell you about the story of the Bandolero. Who is the Bandolero? What is that all about? Cigar history has followed a difficult path between crime and pleasure. So this is very artistic right away. I knew I felt aroused as soon as I lit it up. During the century between 1717 and 1817, those hundred years, the Spanish crown, the Spanish government, prohibited cigar production in the Caribbean islands and the rest of the American colonies. And although its precious leaf continued to grow on the other side of the ocean, Cuba, the cigar rolling uh, that we all know today could only be done in the Sevilla Royal Factory. Say that five times fast. <laughs> So what, what we're trying to say here is during those 100 years, 1717 to 1817, they would grow tobacco in Cuba, but only at the Seville factory in Spain would Cuban cigars ever be made. By order of the crown? Yes. Spanish so crown. They weren't allowed to actually roll cigars for 100 years in Cuba. They used their tobacco, export only, and every Cuban cigar in the whole world for those 100 years wow. were rolled by the Spanish government there in the Seville wow. Sevilla uh, Royal Factory. I'm thinking of this just now. Imagine there, there's only a few rollers that are, that are going to be brought from Cuba over to Spain. How would the people in Cuba still even, after 100 years, still even know how to roll? That's a big risk that you're taking. Well, they did it. These actions uh, led to the rising price of tobacco and the birth of the Bandolero. So because they did this, Everything became export. They had to bring it from one country to Spain, and then they had to roll the cigars and then send it to another country. Exports, and taxes. They a bit. also con controlled a monopoly at that point, and sure. that monopoly would make it so that they could charge whatever they wanted, and that's what they did. And this gave birth to the Bandolero. Okay, so you're starting to understand this Bandolero, the increpid figure that's hidden in mysterious roads and rolling tobacco leaves in other countries. He would take the tobacco, roll in the other countries. Basically a bootlegger, right? The Bandolero is the bootlegger uh, that began to create excellent prices of this forbidden tobacco that could be grown anywhere else. Uh, the cigars offered here today, the ones we're smoking, know the secrets of those mysterious Bandoleros, the old roots, the places where tobacco plantations... Uh, had a long tradition in countries that would shape these type of cigars. To the final destination, we are experts in cigars, would be the only ones that could recognize the aroma and the flavor of this excellent product. Hmm. So they would go somewhere else, they would roll these type of cigars. No band on it. Nope. And somebody would smoke it and say, ah, uh. I know what this is. So this pays homage to that bandolero. And so, be it, this story is in the back of um, the, the, in Spanish, it's actually in the back of each jar. jar. 
and the jar has a humidifier, as I say, built into it. That's pretty cool. Now, although I don't speak Spanish, I do read Spanish. I'm just going to read this real quick and make sure that your story is correct. Yeah, it's exactly correct. Now, uh, I'm going to yes, tell, it is. I'm going to tell you the real interesting part of this. This is pack two and pack three. Yeah, and they both have the story in the back. Pack one sold only in Europe, only in Spain. Mm-hmm. It's covered. The story is covered with a sticker over it. You can't read the story. Why? Ah. That is up for your imagination, Chuck. So whatever's going on here. Interesting. It is covered in that country. Now, I showed you 100 years in that story, 1717 to 1817. Now let's go from 1817 on. To this day, every Cuban cigar rolled in Cuba is exported to Habanos only, and they are the only people that sell Cuban cigars. It's 200 years. Monopoly. It's a 200-year monopoly. Wow. Wow. So if you are 400 buying, years. 400 yeah, years. Four, so if, 1700? So 1717. So in, in 2017, it'll be 400 years. It's not quite four years of the Cigar Authority, but it's 400 years of a monopoly controlled by Spain to this day. Now, you're on your way to Mexico, and if you happen to be out on the beach, there's going to be some dude that comes up and tries to sell you Cuban cigars right there on the beach in a little shack. It would be impossible for that to be a Cuban cigar because it's not Habanos. Correct. Ah, good observation. Not only that, Mexico doesn't import cigars anyway, so be stuck yeah, there anyways. But. Any place you go, that not any place, but most places you go that's touristy, that's where you're going to see the glass top, Cohibas, that there's no such thing. Yeah. And uh, in, a, in, a, in a half hour, we're going to bring on Nelson Alfonso, who knows everything about Cuban cigars. Works for Habanos, uh, and he'll tell us all about um, some of the things that go on, the crazy, uh, crazy stuff that happens. But this is... The freaking Catalina wine mixer. It's it the is. Catalina wine mixer. It's the freaking Catalina, it's the wine, Catalina mixer. wine mixer. Two quick questions yes. for you, Dave. And one's from the chat box here, and they want to know if the sticker on the back in Spain is the cancerous uh, lung label. I don't believe so. The, the The idea of the sticker was to cover the, the story. story. Yep. And because it's the Cuban the, government don't don't want to show that. Uh, I know a little bit about those stickers, uh, being that we were in the JC yeah. factory, and when they ship to those countries, yeah. those stickers become the seal on the box. So they, they'll put that on the actual seal. So it wouldn't be on the, the tin. Okay. It would be on the outside box. It would cover here to close and seal the box so it can't be opened. You'd know if it was open, and that's where those lung stickers end up going. The second question is on the front of the cans. Yes. Are they different for the different packs? Each yes. one is different, and each one of them have a drawing on it. And as you put these things in order, and there's eight different cans. There are eight different cans, pack two, pack three, and then there's another four. In four each, and another four in the front. It tells that story. By picture, of the entire the, picture. So here's the the ships, uh, yeah, bringing the t- bringing the tobacco from Cuba to Spain. Yeah. So if you're a collector, that's a pretty nice yeah, collection. Yeah, you, you want each, each one. And pack two and pack three can be sold as a full pack itself in a giant box that has one hundred cigars. Yeah, it's got a cutout for each. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, here's where they're taking the, the tobacco leaves and. Uh, Sneaking them out, basically. So that's the bandolero. So this this whole story gets even more uh, crazy. But yeah, it's a conspiracy theory type of thing. So the freaking Catalina wine mixer. Why is it the freaking Catalina wine mixer? Uh, 
this comes from uh, Step Brothers, the TV show, uh, the, the, movie, the movie yeah. Step Brothers. Uh, it was the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. That's what they say during the thing. It's a freaking Catalina wine mixer. But here in the Cigar Authority, we have made it our own since the very beginning, from episode one. Uh, it became our anniversary party on episode one as we were winding up trying to get the show started. Okay, you ready to go? It's the Catalina Wine Mixer. So uh, this is 2010 when we started, and, and the movie came out in uh, 2009. But it must have just hit cable or it must have just hit HBO yeah. or something because it was fresh on our mind that it night. Was. So we brought it up so many times during that night. Each time it's our anniversary party again, it becomes a freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. So I uh, happen to love the movie anyway. As I was looking up some information on uh, the Catalina Wine Mixer, to see if there was really such a thing or anything. First off, on Facebook, they actually have a Facebook page with 23,000 friends on it. And we need to start posting on that page. Another 7,000 people on the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. Uh, The other one is the Catalina Wine Mixer. The other one is the, oh, one's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer, and the other one is the one we can't say Catalina Wine Mixer. So there's actually two of them. So 23,000 on the friggin', and the other one is um, 7,000. So So, people have a little taste. So they got 30,000 people doing it. Just so you know, if you match that up with the Cigar Authority fans on Facebook, we have 1,675. We got some catching up to do. (laughs) (laughs) We got some catching up to do. That's that's really not that bad if you consider that uh, one in 1,000 people actually smoke cigars. So we're we're more than... uh, more than one thousandth of twenty three thousand. Yeah. We're doing okay. Well, find us on Facebook, like us, and uh, let's get that number to some at least two thousand. Just a or respectable something. number. Yeah, for crying out loud. <laughs> something respectable, anyway. So the movie comes out um, two thousand eight and hits cable two thousand ten. Uh, we were saying it during the opening ni- opening night. It was Will Farrell and John C. Riley uh, in that movie. Um, we had talked about the Cigar Authority, actually me calling you up yeah. and doing your... Um, My webcast. Webcast Wednesdays. Yes. Uh, his disc jockey playing uh, music that I would listen to all the time. And I, after seeing the test of uh, Jonathan doing that um, webcast Wednesday, I gave you a call and said, How can we do this with cigars? Yeah. And uh, So the Cigar Authority came out of a, <coughs> a real drunken evening. That's where the whole... As most, some of the as most good best ideas, ideas yeah. come from, they're not made in the boardroom. They drunk. They come from our drunken state yeah. of uh, wherever we're at, uh, or the bathroom, one or the other. Uh, we did a test um, for the Cigar Authority on um, one day in March. Yep, March two thousand ten. And uh, the first episode took place actually on a Wednesday night. Didn't we have Victor Vitali in live? And we had Nick Perdomo calling in. Yes. Where was it? This March was 24th, Salem. 2010. From 8 the, o'clock at night yeah. until 10 o'clock at night after the store closed. Inside yeah. the Salem store? Inside the Salem store. We set up at the base of the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Did we have a backdrop at that point? No. No backdrop. Long board table. Yeah. yeah. And we had the comedian that we fired the next day. Yeah, he was fired the next day. <laughs> I have a history with David. I work with him, and then I fire someone typically that day or the next day on every new venture. Well, we waited till he walked out of the room <laughs> and shaking our head, and I go, he was terrible. Bad jokes or just uh, no, no jokes? jokes. No just joke. sat there and texted yeah. the whole time. It was Jonathan, me, Tommy Grella, Tommy Grella 
the comedian, his girlfriend that he was apparently having a fight with or something, something. was going on. She was there. Oh, God. <laughs> and, you know, here's how it's going to work and, you know, keep. We bring a comedian to keep us lively because we're not comedians. And no obviously. are we funny. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and uh, we go to the first break, and I look at him, and I go, come on, man. You gotta, we don't know what we're doing here, so yeah, step it keep up. it live. Make fun of me. Don't yeah. not make fun of me or whatever you want to do. We go to the next break. I'm like, man, what, what's up? Going into the second hour, David stops and looks at me and goes, do you know a single fat joke? Right. Because it's right here. It's well, a layup. Yeah, throw it up. <laughs> so he, we got nothing. He walks out of the room and, and we said, I, I'm like, he's got to go. And he goes, I'll take care of it tomorrow. I'll take care of it. So he called him up and said, yeah, called this ain't going to work. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. He's Trash still, is dumped and so are you. And, he, and he's still a comedian to this day. I he see, is. Uh, I see stuff on him. But, he oh, is. God. So we, we'll leave uh, his name out of it. But anyway... Uh, uh, as we, we, we did an early test that never aired anywhere, yep. which was a test, and that was uh, Christian Aroa that actually uh, called in. Yes. And we, all, we never taped it. We never did anything. We just saw, can we do it? Can we talk for two hours? Did you have headsets or anything? I mean, was oh, it, yeah. yeah. We had the whole setup. Yeah. Uh, it was on a DJ mixer, really a soundboard for um, professional production. Like a mixer. Like, like a, a mixer, yeah. yeah. And then... Maybe a week or so later, we said, "Okay, we're really going to do this," and uh, we we got we we thought we got the technical difficulties out of it. Here it is, four years later, still problems, still problems. But um, we brought in Victor Vitali in studio live. Yeah. Which do we do it while the store was open, or this was after hours? Also, I believe it was. First one was after hours. Yeah. So. yeah. We, we weren't comfortable to do it in front of anybody, but it was live. And then uh, Nick Perdomo actually called in, and we were able, able to take a call. Here it is again four years later. We can't take a fo- phone call, right? <laughs> no. We could. We could. Well, I so, We need a number, though. Oh, we don't have a number. We Ru- had, Rudy, like- Rudy may call us. He'll probably call, call us on my cell phone, and I'll just hold it up to the microphone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's how it played out. And, uh, you know, we'd look at each other each week and say, what do you think? Yeah, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going until Jonathan, I yelled at him for something, technical difficulties. And, uh, well, time out, time out. When, when, did the, when did the radio stations approach you to get on the air here? When did that happen? Right after I left, they said, you know what, the show just got better. Uh, we'd like to offer you a couple of spots here. Because when and I came on board, you were on You came on board stations. because of the radio, yeah. Yes, well, did he come on because you, you quit? I quit, but you needed somebody that could do the radio. Yes, that's right. So you started the first radio thing because we said, okay, we've got to patch into a radio station somehow. Right, and that's when we got the good equipment. Ah. Yeah. So you were on the radios until that point. No. Right. Yeah. Internet only. No, just internet podcast or whatever you call what we do. Yeah, and originally the radio station wanted us to record the show from 10 to noon and then from 10 to 11, pull that podcast out, email them the file while we're recording the other podcast. Because, then, sh- because they want to start at 12 noon. So we had, that's the reason the show went from noon to 2. Yes. You were, yeah, I remember yeah. that. When I started, it was 10, 10 a.m. 10 yeah. a.m. to noon. I thought you guys were nuts yeah. for smoking that early. Yeah. Well, not only nuts, but I would want to get there at 8 o'clock to start setting up, and David yeah. was like, no way. So I would sit in the parking lot at 8 o'clock in the morning after DJing till all hours, waiting for someone to show up at... Nine fifteen, yeah, and then, you know, make poopies in my drawers the whole time trying to set up, hoping everything was ready. So, th- how did the twelve to two slot come about? 
Was that because that of was the radio? The radio show radio, said, yeah. "You know what? We're not putting it on until twelve, so you can record it at ten. Give us the ten o'clock hour at eleven o'clock, and then we'll go from there." And we said, "We're just going to go live, so go let's live. just change it," which was was better for everybody anyway. So, uh, let's go to this classic day in American history today, March twenty second. This day in American classic history, brought to you by Alec Bradley. Epic rap battle, and now it's time for the epic battle for this day in American classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move. Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by. Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. March 22nd, and I believe that um, Chuck won it with um, 16 AD or something. Uh, that was Glenn being my partner, but did we win? I think it was, oh, a, it was tie. a tie. It was a tie, it was so a Chuck tie. stays uh, stays <coughs> the champion. Okay, Chuck, ready? Ready. Malden George Shavakovich, <laughs> a.k.a. Carl Malden. You know who Carl Malden is? Nothing. No, American nothing. actor, died in, in 2009, and his career spanned over seven decades. He performed in such films as Streetcar Named Desire, won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor <clears throat> on the Waterfront, and One-Eyed Jacks. He was Lieutenant Stone in the 1970s crime drama The Streets of San Francisco with Michael Douglas. During the 70s and 80s, he was the spokesman for American Express. He's known for his big nose, Carl Malden. Today's okay. his birthday. He was born today. What year? 1901. 1901, he says. I'm going to say 1919. 1919 is over, so uh, it is 1912. That's one for Chuck. Next to Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> what a disappointment. It's yes, just it, it classic. Is. It's the same thing every time. Warner Klemperer. Do you know who he is? You're doing this on purpose. <laughs> German-American actor, singer, and violinist. Died oh, in 2000. Warner. He won a role as Colonel Klink on the CBS television sitcom Hogan's Heroes, oh. a series that aired for six seasons. Klemper received Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Actor in a Comedy Series about a concentration camp. All right. It's unbelievable. You know, let's make a comedy out of a concentration camp. 1919. 1919, he says. Been lucky for me so far. 1920. Two points. Two points, really? 1920, Chuck. It is just painful. It is, for man. Mr. Jonathan. Maybe we should have like a handicap. William Shatner. William ah, Shatner. Canadian American actor. Priceline also. <laughs> gained worldwide fame as a cultural icon who played Captain Kirk, commander of the USS Enterprise in the science fiction television series Star Trek. Also played as TJ Hooker. Hooker yeah. um, Denny Crane uh, from The Practice, a spinoff of Boston Legal. Good call. Uh, and a whole bunch more. Today's his birthday. William Shatner, born today what year? Uh, I'm going to go with 40. 1940, he uh, says. I'm going to say 1930. 1930 for the point, Mr. Jonathan. Hey. 1931. Nice. He's 83. Wow. He looks good for his he age. He looks really good. Wow. So uh, now it goes to Mr. Jonathan. Wolf Blitzer. 
Wolf Blitzer, journalist and television news anchor on CNN, reported since 1990. He's the host of The Situation Room and uh, Network's lead political anchor on CNN. Wolf Blitzer, you know him. 1934. 1934, he says. 1920. 1920. Mr. Jonathan gets another point. 1948. Yeah, baby. He's coming back. It's 3-2. You're still losing, though. Stop uh, showboating over there. Uh, this goes to Mr. Jonathan, Bob Costas, yeah. American sportscaster, NBC Sports Television since the early 80s. He's been a primetime host for nine Olympics. He also play-by-play for Major League Baseball's network and host interview show, Studio 42 with Bob Costa. Today's his birthday. 1949. 1949, he says. 50. 50 for the point. It's 52. Wow. Okay. And right. uh, Chuck. Ready. Laura Witherspoon. Laura Witherspoon, a.k.a. Reese Witherspoon's mother. Nope. Reese Witherspoon. Ah. <laughs> you know her name was Laura. American actress and producer, Legally Blonde, yeah. Sweet Home Alabama, and all that. You know what you love her. You can't live without her. It's Reese Witherspoon's birthday. 75. 1975, he says. I'm going to say she and I are the same age, so 1978. 76. Chuck gets a point there. And uh, just a, just a quick, uh, let's rub it in a little, Chuck. Uh, first radio broadcast of ice hockey was made today. Oh, man. First radio broadcast of ice hockey. 1931. Close. 32. 23. Son Ooh. of a... First playoff for the Stanley Cup. First playoff game for the Stanley Cup today. What year? All right, that would have been. These are so geared to him, so I'm not. 42. 42. 1942. Uh, 38. 1894. Wow. Wow. Stanley Cup's been going on. And the last but not least, United States Congress sends the Equal Right Amendment to the United States ratification. Equal Rights Amendment is proposed to be an amendment to the Constitution for equal rights for women. Uh, Today. Let's say... First state to do it, by the way, Hawaii. Second state? Alaska. New Hampshire. Uh, I'm going to say 1956. Oh, way over. I'm thinking thinking like 19... I'm going to say 1901 for the win, but it's like 1912? 1972. What? Imagine that. I got the point on that one. That's why I grew up in the 70s. So this day in American Classic History brought to you by our friends at Alec Bradley's American Classic Scars. Celebrate today. The freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> March 22nd with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, direct from Havana, Cuba. I'm not even kidding. Nelson Alfonso, he'll talk about um, the cigars that are over there and uh, some of the things he does for Hermanos. Uh, this guy is a historian of Cuban cigars. He is a the main player. This guy is huge. So we're going to bring him on. We'll talk to him when we return. So live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, it's the Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the Cigar Authority's fourth anniversary show. We'll be back in just minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Let's light up tonight. Let's light up tonight. Baby, it's on and pop. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try our 15th anniversary cigar. This cigar is made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. 
rich Habano wrapper from Ecuador, Nicaraguan fillers from our farms in Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. This cigar delivers a lot of flavor, richness, body, and some spice. I promise you, if you've never tried the 15th anniversary, it's going to deliver all the flavor you ever want in a great, rich cigar. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. She's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are... Oh, yeah. So smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But, oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy, and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Man, you really play into his strengths right there. Elton John. He knew it. Yeah. I know it. This is my time, baby. We're back with the Cigar Authority. Direct from Havana, Cuba with us is Nelson Alfonso. I'm going to tell you a little about Nelson right now. Born in Havana, Cuba. Lives there right now. Nelson is a visual art artist. Artist, designer, photographer, researcher about cigars. Since 1999, Nelson has been a creative designer for all major cigar brands in Cuba. He published Puros Habanos in four languages, winning the best multimedia publication for Habanos. Nelson directed the Spanish advertising communication agency, Golden Age, where he remains in charge of the imagery and creativity of premium cigars in Cuba. Nelson is a graphic designer in charge of industry development and the art of smoking 
as a designer of luxury products in brands such as Cohiba, Monte Cristo, Patagas, Romeo and Juliet, H. Upman, Hoya de Monterey, among others. Nelson won first prize as an innovative packaging designer for production in four consecutive years uh, at the Cannes Fair Festival, um, where he made products for Habanos, um, these luxury humidors and cigar jars and all these different things. In 2010, Nelson Alfonso designs Cuba designed Cuban's most luxurious cigar brand, Cohiba Bihike, along with a whole bunch of others. Welcome aboard, Nelson. Thank you so much. Yes. Let me be here with you. Yes. Thank you. So um, you are, um, uh, you, you work in Cuba, so do you, you work for Fidel Castro? Is that? No, 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 not exactly. I work, I have an advertising agency in, in Madrid. And uh, uh, from that Spanish company, I do advertising on design for the Cuban Habanos company. So you don't work directly for Habanos either? You work for you? Yes, yes. It's an independent company. Independent contractor? Independent contractor, exactly. Okay, so you you can work for them or you can work for anybody you want to? Exactly. The company uh, is, is... Almost uh, the unique company in the world of advertising specialized yes. in only in the cigar. All around do cigars. You just do cigars? Only do. That's only, it? Only do. It's yeah? yeah we, we don't know, do any other <laughs> You don't know how to do anything else. Yes. So uh, you, um, you've been doing it for, the, for Habanos for how long? Since what year? For Habanos since 2000. 2000? Yes, since 2000. Okay, so 14 I years with them. But you, you work for other cigar people too, whoever you want. Yes, if, if I can. Yes, I yes. can, but I don't. Uh, it actually, have, it takes too much time, so I am focused in the, in the Habanos uh, product. And Habanos, so the people that, that's listening maybe don't understand that Habanos uh, is a company that is the people that take all Cuban cigars. Yes, Habanos is the unique company who distribute all over the world the, the Cuban uh, cigar brand. 33 uh, brands. 33 brands. And that's what there is, 33 Cuban cigar brands. Yes. Always. Always. Well, from from the from these uh, last years, uh, maybe for 30, 40 years, it has been... So when they add something new, they take something away? No, not brand. Maybe it's some special edition. They only do... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they, they focus only now in 33 brands. Yes. And have you touched all those brands? Have you done something with everything? Yes, almost yes. all. Almost yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, like, for instance, I know last year a new brand came out. The last year, a new brand. Uh, yes. Uh, well, they redesigned the, the brand of, do you mean Vegueros? Yes, that re- yeah, that re- yeah, that, yes it's, uh, the Vegueros is a new brand. They changed all so the look. It, it had began, it looked like something else before. But it was still called the same thing. Yes, they, yes, yes. Cause because that that was a brand for local, and now they will, and then some sales also to. Oh, us. that was just for local C- Cuba. Yes, that start for the local brand in Cuba. Then they start to sell also international, and now and the last year, they change all the image, the everything, the packing, the name of of the reference or, and the faces of the cigar and uh, and. So uh, when you when you redesign something like that, you look at what it used to look like and you try to incorporate some of 
it, its history of what it looked like and then modernize it? Is, is exactly. That the idea? In some brand, it, we, it changed totally. So okay. Totally. For the sake of this, because this is new brand, so we can say, but many brands that have 150 years, yeah, yeah, we yeah. cannot change the image. Sometimes we, we make some improvements, we make some special edition, but they try to keep the same image as it was before. So as a client, do they look at... Um, you come with them and you say, here's, here's the, here it is, it's done, and they look and they say, no way. Well, well, <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, no. I, we, I, I work directly with the Department of Marketing of Havana, a very good team of people, very professional, and, and, and we meet each other and then they say little what do they want and yeah. the, the kind of, uh, of level of, of design they can, they need, and I do the design. And, and they're, they're good to you as far as that? They're not a, a, um, a terrible employer of, that keep changing their mind or anything? No, 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 no. They are very yeah. open to... Well, to they stay with you for this long, 14 years of staying with you. They, they must be getting what, 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 uh, what they say to you ver- verbally, and then you are able to produce it. Exactly, and, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's a exactly. good, good marriage. It works well. Yes, yes, absolutely. So can you remember what the first project you did for Cuban cigars? For Cuban cigar? Well, I start, I, I start for Cuban cigar, <coughs> I start in 1995. 1995. And then in Habano, uh, four or five years later, in 2000, but in from 1995 to 2000, I... I I decide to make uh, a big um, research to make a book of all all f- the Havana stuff and and after three years I the books should be too much big so I I I decide to do it in one multimedia that Th- includes this is the history from the very beginning from the very beginning yes because if you want to talk about Cuban cigar y- you have to talk of everything of the printing of the packing of the of the of the different cigars, why? So five years of research. Five yeah. years of research. I have to stop because the research is. I have to put a deadline because yeah, the research, the research is uh, to be endless. unlimited. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I, I have. So what is this? What is it called? This multimedia. Uh, uh, Cuban cigars is is the name. Cuban cigars. Yes, uh, yes. Cuban. Well, we have it in four language. I made it in four language. Uh, Havana cigar in, in in Dutch. So we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Spanish, was puro Havanos. Okay. Can we still get this thing? Is this available for people to buy? Well, not now. I had to make a, a redition. All was sold out. We make a, a lot of of that. It was sold out in the. In the late of the I, I 2000, 2000 yeah. 2001, yes, yes. Okay, so long gone or whatever. I'm, I'm, I actually have a copy of this. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, amazing. Uh, they, they, you know, and and I know, you know, not to say who, but you you talk to cigar manufacturers and you know the history of their brands that they don't even know because well, you, you researched <laughs> yes, so deep. No, not that you know many many. Uh, all owner they the sun because many many brands is very old have 150 years so sure so right they, they don't have that. to know everything about right. their, their yeah nice to know I'm sure they're very very interested in knowing what yeah. happened to before before they were around um, do you work directly w- did you ever work directly with the tobacco itself 
With the tobacco, you mean when you, uh, Cuban tobacco and yes, yes. Uh, uh, during many years when we was studying student in Cuba, studying yes, yes, studying when uh, from I don't know from f uh, fifteen years to to twenty years, we have all the Cubans have to to go to the country field and work and cooperate little with the tobacco in the, in the farms in the farms yes yes, yes, yes. yes yeah so that's why almost all the cubans have touched the the cigar plant so uh, did you ever work as a roller ever or a blender no 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 roller uh, later just later but uh, normally when i talk about this about the students uh, activity when it was in the country field in the okay. all the harvesting and different steps the country the yeah so, the so you know tobacco and you know you know yeah. everything about cigars. No, no, no. I Not try, everything. I, I try to know. I try to know. Try to know everything. But mm -hmm. I would say, folks, uh, you know, he's a very humble man. But this is the man. Wow, the man. It, no. That's it. I don't, think it, I don't no, no. think it gets any. I know. You're very humble. Um, let me ask you this. Um, you know, we promoted that you were going to be here. And I mentioned directly from Havana, Cuba. And a lot of people asked me the question is, how can you be here in the United States? You are a Cuban from Cuba. And here you are in New Hampshire as the show is going on. How is it that you're allowed to do this? Isn't it that people can't leave? No, no. Just for now, well, in, in those times, uh, 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 in Cuba, there are, are artists' organizations, uh, United of Writers and Artists' Organization. Okay. That it is uh, a group of persons that uh, have more easy to travel with the family and work out, outside Cuba in to, order for to you to develop do research and do exactly, to you develop their their art because I am no I am I'm a, I am a designer painter so that's why I am belong to this comp to okay. this and you you are able to come and go yes I am completely free or no no total completely free so really yeah yeah, yeah okay. total completely free so here is the, there there is one but it's it's you must be an artist or you must be certain things. Well, you're not only yes, an artist. Yes, now, nowadays it's more easy to travel. In order, and also for you to develop these products, you need to go to other countries in order to develop their products or their special packaging and whatever you have to do because they don't make these things in. Yes, many, pa many of the packing that you take it in. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I own not only some of them. I only not only pr uh, design them. I also produce them, so it's more yes. easy from outside Cuba to to, to be able to do it. To be. Um, so let's talk about special Cuban uh, projects. <coughs> they they make things very limited release things of uh, decanters and ashtrays and lighters and different uh, different things. Um, do you say? This is an idea I have, and I want to make a limited release Cohiba, blah, blah, blah. Or did they come to you and say, we want to do a limited release Cohiba, whatever it is, and then you do it? Yes. Well, in, in some of, uh, of product of them, they're asking me to, to, to make a new design for some limited edition. Or yeah. Something. And other one, I, I make the design, and I propose it to them, and they like it, and, and, and they produce it. So when they, when they come to you and say, we have a new brand that doesn't even exist. Yes. For instance, Cohiba Bihike doesn't even exist. Do you say, I would like to do it as a box of cigars instead of a jar? Or I would like to do this? Or they say to you, no, it's going to be yes, three, yes. you know, how, yes. does that, how does that come about? Yes, uh, for some brands... Uh, uh, 
they they give me uh, the opportunity to do all all the things packing cigar bands everything everything and in in this in in uh, specifically in this Cohiba Bejique, uh, they command me to me to do uh, a new line of Cohiba yes. they told me they will be named Bejique. yeah and um, and I make the design. F- I make all. I make the advertising, the first photo, and also the band. The, the, the cigar is made by them, of yes, course. Yes. I, I have. I have not. You t- not enough time to roll every cigar. No, it's not only time. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I can. I. I not produce. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only make the. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you sit down sometimes and, and paint like make a make a <coughs> painting, just in your free time, or you only do things with art that has to do with work. Well, when I in, when I have twenty twenty five years, I I focus uh, all my time in in, in painting and photography. I, I make a lot of photo of Cuban uh, documentary photo, but in in this last year, I have no time to. Unfortunately, I would like to 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 have a little space of time. Little to, time, to and we all could drawing. use we all could use time. That's uh, yes. the most valuable of all assets. Uh, Cuban Cigar Festival. Did you just come back from that? I know that that happened yes, just recently. Yes, I was. Yes, I normally go to all the Cuban yes. festivals. Sometimes I, I, I make. Uh, you've made because you've made the new product that's going to be launched. Say at a Cuban Cigar Festival, you've made it, so it, it's your turn to show this to the to the world at that point. Yes, depending on the world. Some year for this year. Uh, uh, we do something for the festival, but yes. the festival is organized by the local agency in Cuba. Yes, and and some products. Uh, it's it. Sometimes I I launch a product to be show in the in the festival. Yes, uh, I not don't launch. I make all the product and they launch it. For example, this year, the last year we launched the Vegueros, and uh, I participate in part of the. Of the event, and and you as an artist, that's the first time people see that product. Um, I mean, are you watching people to see if they uh, take well to it? I mean, it's your baby, in other words. Is no, 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 no. Normally, the credit is for Habanos, the Habanos marketing. Yeah, yeah. I I I try always to be behind. You know, because for instance, the, for them, when Bahike came out, I mean, it was such a big deal when that came out. You know, I, I don't know. You knew how big it was going to be, but I mean, it took. It became a big, big thing across the world. Even here in the United States, that was the talk of the world uh, when that came out. I mean, is that something you expect to happen, or is that one project that exceeded? Yes, yes. No, the uh, the Cohiba Bike. I think even if it's having no design. It will be sell same because it is very good cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The design have supported it more. Uh, the band is, is specifically what I made it most. But I uh, totally disagree with you. I totally disagree because if that was the case, every cigar would just be in a box and wouldn't have a cigar band and packaging wouldn't be important. I think it's very important. But yes, it's important. It's important, but specifically in that cigar, is is a very very good cigar. Very good cigar. Very so good cigar. I'm glad to to be to have a little part of them. In, you, in, in do you the have any on you? No, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you need somebody. We'll, we'll get oh, we got a, we got an autograph request here. Yeah, can you just yeah. jump no, up no, for no. one? L- jump, l- jump up later. later yeah, later, yeah. Later, yes. Um, duty free shops. You handle the, the different. 
Adam, bring it over here. We'll have him sign it right at the table. No, no. No, no. No, 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 no. no, no. He can't. He can't. I, oh, okay, yeah, never mind. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He can't. Yeah. Um, duty-free shops. Duty-free You free handle the, the different things? Yes, yes. Grand yes. Reserva lines and things like that? Yeah, that is a field I like to work with. The Habanos uh, do special addition to the duty-free. Yes. Every year. And uh, uh, they, in Canon's fairs, they, they normally launch a new product. Yeah. Duty free, and uh, and I have been working in that in that product uh, for four or five years, and it had to have a, a good success uh, for the duty free. Now the Grand Reserve lines that is, from what I understand, that is aged. That's what that's all about. The yes, yes, Grand Reserve line. Grand, Grand, they made Grand Reserve for for many brands, no. Okay. And uh, there, is, there is a cigar that have is have more aging, uh, more so time aging. And the thing I do for the Grand Reserva was the second band of the Grand Reserva, the yeah, logo, yeah. the second band of the Grand Reserva. So if you take a, a regular, let's say Romeo and Juliet, and you aged that cigar, is it the same exact cigar now as the Grand Reserva? Is it, no, is no, because they age. Uh, the the leaves in oh, the bale. before they it's made. The okay, so it's not just like you save the rolled cigars and now. No, it no, no, no. They age the leaves uh, for three, four, five years, depending the the reserva or grand reserva, and then they make a special edition with the second band to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to make the, the, the Okay, so so for the the most part, they get the tobacco leaves. They only age them to a certain point. They roll a cigar. This one. They'll save those leaves for a long period exactly, of time. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, th there is no such thing as roll a cigar, store it for a long period of time, and then no, become no, no, something. No, 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 absolutely not. In okay. The, there are different kind of engine so, uh, of yes. reservoirs because they engine the the leaves in, yes. in special pilones, like it's called. And then how many years? Reserva have three, four years, okay. and, and Gran Reserva is, is five minimum. Okay. Um, do you do design work for cigar companies and brands outside Cuba? Maybe Honduras, Nicaragua, Dominican Republic. Are you handling any cigar brands out there and doing the, the work for them? Yes, but a couple of them because I, it's not for nothing. It's, it's for a matter of time. We have uh, we, the company is very little, but we only do a couple of companies. For instance, what companies? No, I prefer to <laughs> to keep it. Not, not say who <laughs> they are. Good try, though, David. I'm Good trying. Try. Uh, what can we expect in the future of Cuban cigars? Is there any scoop you can tell us coming out next year? You obviously have to work on the brands years before it yes, even comes out. Yes, yes, Is there any secret you can tell us? No, I, I know what it would be, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what it is, but you can't yes. until we have drinks tonight. Before yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink, so it would be complicated. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I don't drink nothing. So uh, this is Nelson Alfonso. He uh, he handles uh, the design work and, and the special jars and the humidors and things and knows in advance of what's coming out. A historian of Cuban cigars. He knows his stuff here, and he's we're lucky enough to have him here. He'll be here till 3 o'clock. We're at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. If you have a chance to come down and meet him, this is the guy. This is the guy you want to meet, and uh, he knows everything. The stories we we could. I, I oh. spent three days with yeah. you. I could spend three weeks. The uh, <laughs> the historical stuff he has is unbelievable. So if you got a chance, folks, he's a to great come hugger. To, he's a right, great hugger, and he knows how to hug really good. So, 
We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have um, uh, Debonair with uh, Chuck Morrison. We'll do the opposite with Old Fart Freddy. We'll uh, go into the aging room. And uh, lots more stuff coming up. We'll tell you about the uh, Cigar Authority of uh, the past, present, and the future. So stick around, everybody. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority's fourth anniversary, the friggin' Catalina Wine Mixer, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And no matter what cigar you're smoking, it's very important to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Be right back, everybody. Stick around. Old cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw in price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks. 
cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big groups, so make him feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. Okay, it's a freaking Catalina wine mixer live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Nelson Alfonso, direct from Cuba, here with us. And uh, we have uh, John Cena's in the audience. Is. Uh, this, this, this is a celebrity extravaganza that's going on in here. And people <laughs> are coming in and uh, uh, wishing us well for year number five, moving on. And uh, it's, uh, it's been fantastic. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in tax-free Seabrook, New Hampshire, at our Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes and now on YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Okay, trivia question. Trick trivia question to both of you folks. Um, Who is the only living person whose name is printed on Cuban cigar products? Of any Cuban cigar product in the world, there's only one living person that has his name actually printed on it. Who is that? You're going to let me go first? I'm going to guess. Hang on a second. Uh, Nelson Alfonso. That is correct. He's got two points right Two points. (laughs) I still haven't tied up. I was going to guess Castro. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) Uh, is he living still? He is, I believe, still holding Bailey. On. Bailey. <clears throat> the, um, if you end up getting any uh, limited edition uh, Cohiba, Romeo and Juliet, Huey de Monterey, yeah. the real fancy stuff, you pick the jar up or whatever it is, whatever packing, look at the bottom, and you'll see Nelson Alfonso's signature. That's pretty cool. He's the man. Yeah. Now, does, does he have dual citizenship? Because I was really fascinated by his, like... He does not. He's a Cuban. He is a Cuban, and, and meant, so many people said to me the past couple of days, how is he here? Can't be, because you can't come and go as you please, but because he's an artist, he can That's, do those things. Art and literature are the two things that are allowed back and forth. So if you, as an American citizen, wanted to buy something Cuban legally, you can buy Cuban art, and you can buy Cuban literature. Those are the only two things that I, I think go personally that a cigar is artistic. It, it, there is an art to yeah, cigars. Sure. And I think it should be allowed, but um, it isn't. And uh, it is a Trading with the Enemies Act here in the United States. Uh, but uh, When will that go away? Or do you think it's, it... it's been 50 years now. It's 50 years. And uh, from, the, again, back to Spain. Spain. Yeah. Spain controls it. And Spain is okay with the way it is. And Spain just signed another 50-year exclusive. 50 or 100 years. I believe it is 100 years. Another 100 years. So there's a, there's a monopoly. Totally. And, um, hey, they, they got it going on, and uh, they're not letting go. So, okay, we're going to pack number three. This is the Bandolero. This is the cigar I t- we told you about the last uh, hour, and it has three packs. Pack one, two, three. Thank you, David. This we, is a 5 by 50 by the way. Okay, good. Thank so, you. <laughs> we never got really a flavor of the week from our well, man. Well, you know what? Nelson was on, and I didn't want to interrupt him, but as I was smoking it, and maybe you guys can remember back on your palate, but the, the, the distinct taste of the combination between a sweet cinnamon and a little bit of spicy from, from a clove kind of put together all lovingly, yeah. aged together with just a hint of cedar. Specifically American cedar. Oh. oh. Specifically American cedar. I mean, I'm guessing like 5% American 5% cedar. 5% American cedar. 
So uh, Bandolero is a little confusing to me because of the two packs, and I can't differentiate the two very, very much. This specific size tremendous. is tremendous because it is tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> That's Spanish, That's Spanish for, uh, for tremendous. tremendous. <laughs> awesome. It is. So we, we, we learned some Spanish while we were here. and uh, I learned a little bit Tre- of Spanglish hanging out with Nelson. Yes. Tremendous wanna... is the size, you said? Yes, it is. It's the name of the size, Tremendos. T-R-E-M-E-N-D-O-S, Tremendos. Bandolera Tremendos. And it says the number 50 on it, which is indicating the ring, the ring gauge. gauge. Doesn't it seem small? It does. I was watching a rerun of the A-Team, and it always struck me that Hannibal Smith smoked a big cigar. He's smoking like a seven-inch long cigar, and it's like 48 ring gauge, which would make it a little smaller than a Churchill. It's not even a Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a super Corona. Okay, time to cut our Bandolero Pack 3 Tremendos. And uh, the official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence, so we're going to cut our cigar. This um, is a little darker. Yeah. A little bit. And uh, I'll tell you what happens here. I have a little uh, cheat sheet. Pack 2 versus Pack 3. Both wrappers are Habanos Ecuador seed grown in Ecuador. Pack 3 is darker and stronger. Why? Because it's darker and it's using the same exact wrapper, it should not have an effect. Actually, it should be a little sweeter. And flavor-wise, you will notice that th- you'll pick up that subtle sweetness from the wrapper, but it is stronger. Okay, so what he did is the filler in pack two has one leaf of Lajero. The filler in pack three has one and a half leaves of Lajero. Ah. And that is it. Just a little more. Dramatic different taste. Stronger? Stronger. Well, stronger, but... He had said to me that the, the name of the shade of these wrappers is Carmelito for mm-hmm. Pack 2, mm-hmm. and it's Carmelito Oscuro for Pack 3. So the Oscuro wrapper darker. itself is aged a little longer. He doesn't get into details, yeah, as yeah. you know. So yep. even if he told me... What kind me, of tobacco? Uh, besides the wrapper? No idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> no idea. He won't tell anybody. It's good. Leave it to your imagination is, is the call here. Um, but other than that, he said, other than the... Lihero, for those who don't understand, is the higher primings, the higher closest to the sun yep. leaves, the top one. So one leaf in pack two, one and a half leaves in pack three, whatever is closer to the sun is higher nutrients, stronger tobacco. It's going to have more flavor. A little thicker, uh, a little oilier. Yep. And um, But other than that, um, as you can see, I mean, the guy makes other cigar brands for other people and... Um, He's a mysterious man. Yes, he, he is. A man of mystery. Yes. So we're using our Vertigo Bomber. Yes. Love that. To name. light this up. Love that. This name. is a triple jet. Looks like chrome to me. I mean, this is a, this is chrome and shiny. And you got that handy little mirror to give yourself a, an indication of whether or not you've got the entire cigar lit. You can literally look in it and see. And a big bullet cutter built at the bottom. Right at the bottom. And, and the price again? Twenty four ninety nine. You forgot the most special feature. Uh, the mirror. I said the mirror. He, he, oh. <laughs> he did. Well, you were thinking about what you were going to say. I was <laughs> over here talking. He said the mirror. I was going to ask Dave about his travels, man. The guy doesn't stop. Oh, my God. Yeah, you just got – we went down to Tampa together. We came back. You're yeah. here for a couple of days. You got caught up on paperwork and emails, and then you're gone again. And I couldn't say what I went for, and good thing I didn't because 
when I do, I usually on Facebook or something say, here's where I'm going, here's where I'm going. And I wrote on Facebook that I'm going someplace warm, and I left it there. Well, I went, the, went for Nick Perdomo's surprise 49th birthday. I was invited by his wife, or he obviously didn't know it was a surprise party. And if I put down, when I saw Nick that night, he said, I heard you were in some place warm, but I didn't know where you were. Nice. Oh, my God, if I had done it. Yeah. Oh. That he, he definitely Spoiler would have, alert. I, right, I would have spoiled the whole thing. Good thing. And a good thing I thought that way. And um, I'll tell you, boy, did they know how to throw a party. This was about 150 people, and it was at the Biltmore, which is a very, very old, fancy, fancy hotel in Miami. Um, this place looks like it should have been the, the Hotel of the Shining or something. Yeah. Wow. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. It was who's who, man. Let me tell you. There was only two people in the cigar industry there, me and someone else. I I'll leave nameless. Um, but everybody from um, when he was in the Navy, the people he went to the Navy with, people he grew up with when he was a kid that he's still friends with to this day, uh, and people along the way and the different aspects of his life. And he, and he got up on stage and uh, told little stories of a few people that was, were there. And I was honored that I was brought up, me and the other person in the cigar industry, because he said there's two people in the cigar industry here. And this is part of his life for the past 20 years. Um, and only two people made the cut. Again, he doesn't. Wow. Um, it's a surprise party. And he if, if you're one there and say, I know Nick well or whatever, it was a surprise party. And he didn't pick the people, yeah. but uh, there was uh, a lot of Spanish talking and Spanish drinking, and, and not Spanish dancing, and they had... Did you get up and bust out a little salsa or bachata? I didn't, but uh, you would have loved it. You would have loved the... Uh, boy, they loved to dance and sing. They. They loved to those, dance. Those people. The uh, Perdomos. But it, it was super high-end. It was uh, really something to, to see. The, the uh, attention to detail was Unbelievable! Second to nothing Which I've ever seen. You love detail. This was way past me. And you did. You like to look around and see what's wrong. Yeah. And when you came back and told me, you didn't say anything was wrong. Wrong. It was. What was wrong is the amount of money that was spent. That's what was wrong. <laughs> wow. Well, he only turned forty-nine once. It was forty-nine, and let me—it's forty-nine and a little, because he turned forty-nine a couple of months ago, and she, his wife Janine, did this so that he would have no idea. That's cool. And why not 50 and why 49 for this type of thing? And cigars with, um, on the band, it says uh, aged 49 years. It's not a 49-year-old cigar, but it was Nick Perdomo's yeah, yeah. cigar. And a little goodie bag when everybody left. And uh, domino tables set up that were made for that night. Goodie good bags thing. for grown-ups. It was unbelievable. Isn't that the best part of a birthday party totally. is a goodie bag? What was in the goodie bag? Cigars and little trinket things, and it was awesome. It was unbelievable. Two years from now, we'll be doing uh, an episode from Dave's office, and we'll be doing the trinket thing. Yeah, and yeah. he'll be like, and this is from Nick Perdomo's 49th yeah, yeah, yeah. birthday party. Yeah, right. You love to save all that stuff. Certain Perdomos we had um, before he got there that they had uh, girls walking around with the old-fashioned trays of cigars. Nice. And then um, after dinner, it was the... Um, Addition to Silvio's. Oh, nice. 49th special one made yeah. for that. Wow. And, and his wife handled all this because he didn't know. Very, very tough. There's a guy that knows everything that's going on at yeah. all times and stuff. So uh, he told me personally she pulled it off. You know, I'm like, really? Did, any idea? And he goes, 
she totally got me. Wow. So, that's awesome. so he pulled it off. So it was awesome. Could you out. smoke inside? Smoked everywhere. That's awesome. Uh, and what a place. I mean, the lighting that they had, the decorations on the tables. Uh, was, it was, I, I've never seen anything like this in all my life. It was really unbelievable. I can't even imagine the uh, price tag that went on here. And this was a gift to him, which I'm sure he had to pay the bill at the end. <laughs> he probably had to pay the whole damn thing at the end of it. And uh, brutal, brutal. But um, Dave, I'm going to move this uh, can in front of your face here because it's kind of blocking a little bit. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Can we do this? Yeah, it's good. Let me take away a little of the, uh, <laughs> the fat. Cover up one of the chins. Right. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Um, okay, the uh, I, I got a letter. I, I forwarded to both of you guys that uh, th- we, we <coughs> talked about it briefly uh, last week. That there's a uh, new media cigar media association called the Cigar Media Association. It's no me. It's no association if we're not part of it. Sure, we are part of it. We okay. were we were uh, sent a letter. Um, if we would like to uh, be part of it, and I graciously accepted for all of us. How much did it cost? It cost nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> a, lo- a lot of times, you know, they say, oh, you've been, you've been selected, and yeah. now it pays $1,000. Nope. They uh, said that we're an important part of the cigar industry as far as media goes. Well, we're a special kind of media. We're not like the other uh, media where maybe they get cigars sent to them free yeah. or... Whatever, they go to the store and they got to buy the cigars. We are a retailer. We're looking at things from the retailer's perspective and giving you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes from that perspective that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what they're trying to do and why they form this is because they don't want to be looked upon as looking for free cigars or Good. anything like that. Yeah. And there is people out there doing that. So the, the reason why this was formed was to have some sort of code of ethics so that then. The cigar media is not looked upon as a bad thing, and I know there's manufacturers out there and retailers out there that look at it as a bad thing. I, I, haven't, I always saw the value in it. That's why we do it ourselves. Right. We, we believe that there is a value in this, and um, because of a few bad apples, the whole cigar media gets looked upon badly. Well, they're putting this together and say, we want to control this within our you know, self-regulation, in other words. Nice. So um, they will invite the ones they feel are proper and uh, throw out the people that aren't if they get it wrong and not invite the people that are doing it wrong to begin well, with. Well, then it becomes a thing, you know, and there were lots of complaints behind the scenes at the IPCPR last year with uh, bloggers taking up the time of the cigar manufacturers while they're trying to pitch a store on why they should carry the cigar and almost holding them hostage and saying, if you don't give me a couple cigars, I'm going to write bad about your stuff. Yeah. We, we heard some bad stuff, and this is why this whole thing was put together. Which is a good thing. It, it's a very good thing, and we're honored and graciously accept uh, to be part of the Cigar Media Association and uh, count on us to do the right thing every time. So uh, congratulations to us. Uh, that were in there, so uh, that's good uh, when it comes to that. Also, you saw we won an award from CLE Cigars. Yes, uh, things are good. Things that we're, we're getting recognition. People are recognizing us, and uh, uh, it's good. I do have a little flavor going on here. This oh, one, yeah. this one might be a little <coughs> odd. Oh, no, no. C- compared to some of the, uh, this is an odd one. Have folks, you guys so. had Jacks before? Jacks. Like Jack Daniels? No, it's a cheese curl. No. Yes. Okay, so you get the cheese curl, and you sprinkle a little cinnamon from the last cigar on it. No clove. It's Jack's with a little cinnamon on it, 
And that's the flavor. I'm a fan of the Jacks. I'm a fan of the Jacks, too. <laughs> so much heavier than Pack 2. Totally. Not a little heavier, so much heavier. This is my favorite. I like, and I'm, I lean toward milder, but I like the sweetness of the wrapper. So typically when I smoke the cigar, it'll be after a big lunch, which is any time I hang out with David. <laughs> and that's when I would go for Pack 3. To be able to just kind of handle the strength of it. I am a pack two, period. That's it. But it's not, I, to me, it's not the kind of strength that makes you sick to your stomach. It, you just notice it. Like, it is strong, but I don't feel any heaviness in my chest. I don't feel it in my stomach. Definitely no bathroom issues no. from it. Yeah. Very cedary. Very cedary. Yeah, I get that. Well, jacks are aged in, uh, in cedar. Oh, really? <laughs> they are. Yeah. No one knows that. Really? So Jack's <laughs> is a cheesy, fake cheesy, or is it real cheeses? Uh, say they real say cheese it's a real cheese. Yeah. Cheese is in that color, man. <laughs> yeah. What color is cheese? And, I'm, and cheese is a milk product. I'm surprised it you. It is. Well, but everyone's got fake. their weakness. Yeah? Everyone's got I their weakness. I didn't know that. Are you into cheese balls at all? Uh, the the little yeah, same thing as round. Jack's, but it's round? Round. No. In a, in a can. I cheese don't like balls. those. No? No. Okay. Too much surface area with the amount of cheese because it's the same amount of cheese on a cheese ball as a jack, but it's spread out. So you get more of the whatever the crunchy stuff that it's made out of. How yeah. about the one that's not a, a cheese curl, but it's almost sucked in and denser? Oh, no way. A Cheeto? No. Cheeto? No. No good. I'm not down. I, I think, see, I think I, Cheeto is like the, the real brand, and then they got Jack's is all the generic no, for I the think poor Jack's, people. I think Jack's came out first, man. Really? I see your Jack's. I'm going to raise you guys potato skins. Remember potato skins? Yes. I love those, man. Yeah, those are good. Oh. And they went away, right? I don't know. Well, I, I can't find them. I haven't had them in years. Yeah, TGI Fridays has a uh, brand out there. There you go. They have real potato skins. Yeah, TGI Fridays, yeah. but there's a TGI Fridays potato skins chip. Chip, really? That you can get. Okay. No, we're getting hungry. Convenience is, stores at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, we, we'll go back to, this is the Cigar Authority. We started four years ago. The food yes. was a big part of the show. It was. Because we had Tommy Grella from the Food Network channel. Yes. He would stay up at night cooking for the forest. We'd have food every single show, and that I miss. Yeah. Yeah. Now he has a restaurant, and you got to go here and pay. You know, <laughs> Tommy, the Tommy Grilla is the reason that I stopped becoming a, that I stopped being a vegetarian. Yes, because mm. he brought in this meatball thing, and you guys were talking about it and making fun of me for being a vegetarian. And then, which I don't care, you can make fun of me all you want because I wore pink and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But he had those meatballs, and you guys talked about the meatballs so much. I finally broke down and had a meatball, and it's been downhill ever since. Oh, they're delicious. <laughs> and you said, wow, is that good? <laughs> he can cook. He can cook. Now, I, w- I wouldn't eat a meatball if you paid me because I'm afraid of pink slime. So I got a whole bunch of mailbags here, and the thing is, I wanted to kind of get caught up. Okay. You, w- you want to go through some of these and, and just get caught up because we have so many building up, or at least do one of sure. them. Sure. Hey, guys. The show is great. I was the guy that won the first ever text competition. I'm headed to Miami for a few days in April. Are there any places or shops that you would recommend as a must-do? Keep up the good work. I love all the great info. I can't wait for spring so I can smoke more often. P.S. There is only one, Mr. Jonathan. Sincerely, Sergio. And we know this dude's real because he called in and said it was Sergio, and you see it right there. P.S. Oh, wow. This is there the guy is that only actually one, won. Nice. Mr. Jonathan. 
and he spelled my name correctly. So you like him, and he already won the prize anyway. Congratulations, uh, Sergio. Text the, text the word cigars to 96,000. 96000, 96,000, and starting next week we'll Which start I'm, doing. I'm on the fence about something. What? They want to give us another number. Oh, move my us goodness. to another platform that's supposed to be better and faster. And I don't know. How do we feel about a new number? This will be the third time. Yeah. 96,000. Can so we start easy. talking ne- negatively about them? We I mean, possibly could. Come on, what's the problem here? It's not a problem, but they've got a new platform, and they, this number, I guess, doesn't go on the new platform. But they Can the guys in Canada use 96,000? No. Can they use a new one, new number Can that they, they want to give no. us? No. So what's the positive thing about the new one? Just that it's on a new platform. It just makes my life easier. Why does it make your life easier? That's what they said. I don't actually know it does. Wow. Hey, uh, while we're enjoying life so it's full, so it's important to be a gentleman. What's this, by Curious Insexual Man? What do you, what do you get going here, this was Jonathan? I wrote that on the copy. You just haven't fixed it. When, uh, when we had done the, the story about Facebook giving you the 23 different gender types, I said it was, oh. and I was going to do the show myself. Uh, it's important to be a gentle, by curious intersexual man, and how to be more debonair. <laughs> I'm doing the Ron Morrison. Burgundy here as I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, what the heck? I didn't write this. <laughs> anyway, how to be more gentleman and debonair is Mr. Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Do you? Switch on your electronic devices and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today we're going to discuss texting etiquette. Which David's doing right now, by the way. He's probably breaking the rules. Well, he's probably, no, I think he's probably obliging by the rules by the timing of his uh, finger to the phone and the phone down. Keep it short and to the point. That's it. I wrote yes, and I put it down. Oh, you're going to love this one. Texting is not the place for lengthy conversation or to show off your wit. Text messages should never exceed three sentences. That's the maximum limit allowed for gentlemen. It's okay to use abbreviations in text messages, such as the letter U for you, MSG for message, the number four for FOR, and K for OK. Texting, what about LOL? LO- and, uh, LMFAO. No, because you shouldn't be being funny. Yeah, just communicate your point, you know. <laughs> and get out. It's but not- if the other guy wasn't a gentleman and he actually did make you LMFAO, wouldn't you want to say I'm LMFAO? It's an right abbreviation, now? so it's within the boundaries. You're safe. Okay. Just dip safe. the chip and be done with it. That's it, man. You know, <laughs> texting's not the place to communicate your life story. Uh, If you're on time for lunch, a simple on the way, see you in five. It's all you need. A gentleman always respects texting boundaries. The question is. I got a question before the question is. When does it stop? When does the Because my problem is, are you coming home? Are you on your way? Yes. Done. Done right there. Okay. (laughs) What, you know. Why does it have to go an extra step? It doesn't. That's the point. That is the whole point. It's, is, the, it's, it's, is the issue really that it goes the extra step or that you didn't get the last word? No, because no. it went an extra one because I'm driving. Are you on the way home? Yes. Dinner at 8. Okay. okay. 
Done. So the okay is I pull over to the side of the road again <laughs> to go look at okay. See, this is the problem with texting. You get People get it out of control. It's supposed to be quick, to the point, concise. The conversation should not exceed three texts. Okay. Dinner at 10. <laughs> Perfect. See you then. You don't even have to respond to that point. Are you go. debonair enough? I am, and please everybody else be debonair with this texting thing. That's enough of it. That's enough of it. I had enough. I want to go right into social media. I want to go into social media because I think um, I might have a text thing here. Maybe not. Should we hit it? Yeah, hit it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it's time to look at social media. Brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a recluse cigar today. So here's the best tweets I saw all week. I don't need to go to Christian Mingle to find God's match for me because I already know it's pizza. Well played. Well played. Fact. Ha ha. Remember when I used to use phones to call people? Good times. Right? (laughs) Nobody uses it to call anybody. It's a text machine. That's it. That's what it is. Call people, for God's sakes. Ziploc's idea of how big a sandwich is very different than mine. Ah. I cannot get a sandwich in that little square thing. They make bigger bags. They're not but called it's not called a sandwich bag. Their idea is different than what mine is anyway. So the best tweet I saw all week, I've attempted every email offer I've ever received. I've accepted every email offer I've ever received. My penis is now 234 feet long. <laughs> it's always a penis enlargement type of uh, thing there. So Today's social media brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Rolled and two bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. Every time. Now, am I the only one who hears the word, someone say the word cigars and automatically wants to follow it up with and rum? Am I the only person this happens to? Because of the Why? debonair segment, oh. anytime someone says something and the sentence ends in cigars, in my brain, I say, and rum. Every time. Really? I think. You got a lighter? <laughs> <laughs> Effortless and perfect draw. Every, every time. time. Every time. That's yeah, not you and probably rum. Need, no, and rum? So how does it go? Any sentence that ends in the word cigars, no, but I want to add and rum to it. Because how does the... Because the debonair one says debonair cigars and rum. And rum? No. It happens to me every time. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a break. Let's do it. And when I come back, uh, I'll be heading out to Mexico tomorrow to TAA, the Tobacconist Association of America Convention. I'll tell you uh, what's going on and what that's all about. Uh, also, Old Far Freddy, we take a peek in the asylum, and uh, lots more. This is the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. This is Guy Authority's fourth anniversary. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Nelson Alfonso is here, and uh, who knows who's going to walk in next. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. 
Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. Hi, this is Pete Johnson from Tatawai Cigars, and you are listening to 
The Cigar Authority, the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You know he was in Wayne's World? Pete Johnson was in Wayne's World. No kidding. Yeah. We're back. It's a freaking Catalina wine mixer. It's the Cigar Authority's fourth anniversary. 208 shows. Are we crazy? Two hours a show. 416 hours of, of nothing. Crazy. Of nothing. And people actually listen to this crap. So it's amazing. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Cigar Authority. We have Nelson Alfonso here with us. Uh, and maybe for just another uh, hour and a half or so. And then he's heading back. Look at this. Drawing a crowd, taking pictures. Oh, yeah. Heading back to the motherland. I have never had the opportunity yet to go to Cuba. Um, he tried to get me in uh, last year. And there was a festival, uh, an art festival of uh, the art of cigars that was going on there. I filled out all the proper paperwork to try to do it the right way and have never heard back from the government. I believe, I feel, I yeah. believe we have a call. We're going to try this. Really? Oh, boy. Hello. Hang on. Let me put it on speaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me try that again. Hello. Hello. It's working. Who Get is this? This can only be one person. It's Rudy. Greetings from the Great White North. <laughs> Hi, Rudy. Hello, David. Uh, yeah, don't listen to the radio, but listen to the uh, listen to us directly. But beautiful, day. aren't you nice for calling? And uh, as our uh, as our most valued listener, thank you. Well, thank you very much. And guys, it is the freaking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> yeah, baby, it certainly is. <laughs> So uh, how's, how, uh, how, how's, uh, how's the weather over there in, in Seabrook? It's uh, a little colder than I'd like, but uh, it's actually not bad considering we've had some weather that was uh, down below zero. Yeah, I'd so, say we're in the 40s. Yeah, not bad. How's the weather up north? You know, we've, we've pretty much been in the 30s and 40s all winter, and I, I think we've seen like two days of snow. Wow! Yeah, we've had like four feet. Yeah, we've been we've been killed. So maybe we should have went up uh, went up north, <laughs> further north. Yeah. Yeah, Canada isn't quite the great white north that I thought it was. I guess not. What are you smoking right now? Right this minute, nothing, but I had a Lucia Black Toro last night, and it was fan-freaking-tastic. You know what? I really like that cigar. I do. That's with the uh, the fire-cured one. Fire-cured, yeah. Yeah. It's a great cigar. I love the campfire aroma on it. Uh, It smoked nice and slow. took me two hours plus to get through it. It was fantastic. He's got a new cigar coming out May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, called a Luchador. I like to call lunch Luchador, but uh, that's because of my obsession with food. I'm actually not sure we were even supposed to say that live on the air here, but it's okay. I think, out it's, there I, I think it's okay, but uh, we're going to launch it at Two Guys Smoke Show. Unfortunately, it's on a Monday, but maybe we record the show to do it because uh, John Cena's coming up and a bunch of wrestlers, and we're going yeah. to do a big thing around it. Um, the band is actually a Luchadors, which is a Mexican wrestler's mask. Nice. Pretty cool looking. It uh, is. So uh, we're going to do some crazy stuff with that. All right. Yeah, he's... He's already announced that on Facebook, so I'm pretty sure you guys are clear to, All right. to talk about it. Good to know. But uh, anyway, guys, I, I didn't want to take up a lot of time. I just wanted to say hello for you know the first time in a while, and, and uh, it's been a, a great ride for for four years, and, and uh, I'm hoping for another ten or eighty more. Oh, <laughs> that'd be nice. great. That's assuming David lives that long. That's it. So th- thank, well, you, th- thank you, thank you, Rudy. Cigars, so uh, he, he has to. Absolutely. Right. Thank you, Rudy. He, All right, take care, guys. Yeah. 
Hey, actually not absolutely terrible. It's pretty crappy, but not absolutely <laughs> terrible. That answers the question, guys. They do have phones in Canada. They do. <laughs> he, you know, it took him and so long to dial because he messed up on the number the first time. He on the rotary. start over yeah. on the rotary. They don't have much snow. Not Crazy. like us. It has been a bad year here in the uh, Northeast. It's a bad first quarter for businesses. Uh, don't travel. Don't, don't leave the house if you don't have to. All they seem to sell around here is milk and bread. Yeah. For some reason, everybody has to buy lots and lots of milk and bread. And propane and oil. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen to that. Um, so uh, was the Cigar Authority the first cigar podcast or first um, radio show? And the answer is no. Um, really, the first um, media, cigar media that uh, happened, it was actually a, a TV pilot. only happened once. And it was called Cigar Talk. You know a little about it. A little bit. Was this uh, American? Uh... This was American. It was me. I put it out uh, in the early 90s. Um, and I did a TV pilot and tried to sell the TV pilot. And I wasn't a host of it or anything. It was a professional host. And it was a three-camera shoot. And it was a TV show. And I put a lot of money into the pilot to put it in. And then I tried to actually sell it. And it went nowhere, so it never happened. I still have a giant disc um, tape, you know, not a, a VHS tape, but a giant reel. We, we should convert that over yes, to we should. Uh, digital media and upload it to our YouTube page because I'm sure people would like to laugh along with Chuck and I as we're watching it. You won't laugh. I mean, it was, it was really produced top of the line. I'm not in it at all. Actually, there's one segment that my hands are being used of showing you how to turn everyday things that may be in your kitchen into a humidor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, so it's actually my fat fingers that are in there, and you'll, you'll know when you see them that, okay, that's you, but uh, opening the refrigerator and getting the lettuce crisper or getting the VHS tape, uh, you know, the little plastic yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. the VHS yeah. tape, you, and you put a little cotton swab in there, and that was your little travel case. And Look had, at this guy, innovator. Yeah, yeah, so it had that. But, so that was the first thing, but then it, then it was Cigar Dave. Who doesn't oh. even smoke cigars. I think he does. Well, but, not on the air. But, but it's not, not me, Cigar Dave. It's somebody to call themselves Cigar Dave. And I was Cigar Dave. Yeah. But he actually did it, and he is the pioneer. He is the real pioneer. He, he put a show together, and he actually sold the show. And the show is still on. It is. So yeah. this is the guy that really did it. So hats off to paving the way for all of us is, is Cigar Dave out of Tampa, Florida. Many stations, including... Um, Satellite radio and, 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 and lots of things like that. So uh, he's the one that paved the way. Um, what about the Internet? There, there had to have been someone before us on the Internet. We, I know there was. <clears throat> there was, there was um, Dog Watch Radio that yep. recently um, stopped doing it. And they were really um, the, the most well-known of people that did it. But there was a, a smaller um, company, and I believe it was either Massachusetts or New Hampshire, and it was called The Mind of Men. And he was a customer of ours. I saw him actually at March Madness. He popped in. And um, these two guys w did a show um, about how men think. Oh. But, and, th and this was the show. So, but they so always had a drink and they always had a cigar and they talked in length about both of them. So it was part of the shtick of... And then um, the rest of it was just... Duh. No, Oops. yeah, right. <laughs> no, it isn't. And, and they were very good and, and interviewed me once on the show way back. Wow. Um, and since stopped doing it. But uh, they, did, they did it for a long time um, and ended up giving up to it. And then uh, all of a sudden came the Cigar Authority, which 
we looked at the Cigar Authority actually to be a little different. The idea of the Cigar Authority is, the, as you said earlier, the retailer's perspective yeah. of yeah. what's happening in the cigar industry, which should be a little different than um, consumer or just a hired person yeah. that, that would, um, like a magazine, for instance, that hires writers to write. Yeah. This is basically cigar geek type of guys that are into the cigar industry so much that it's not enough just to sell cigars for 30 years and uh, be on the board of directors and do everything they can for the industry. But we can't, I can't get enough that let me put um, a two-hour weekly show together and it continues to, to, to go on and, you know, uh, four years of it. I don't know if I thought I was going to go four years, but um, they say at um, three years, any business, Chuck, right? That's right. It takes three years to build it. We're past the three-year point. We have advertisers. We did f- for many, many uh, years of um, n- no barely any. Right. Yeah, at the beginning, no advertisers. And uh, I, I would have loved if people jumped on during uh, the early days, but I listened to some of them, and I understand why they didn't. Uh, but now we're getting advertisers. Always looking for more advertisers, but always with the, with the and uh, Chuck, you handle it, always with the understanding that that doesn't mean that the retail stores that I own yeah. are going to carry the product. That doesn't mean that at all. This is a separate thing. It doesn't right. even mean we're going to talk about it nice, that we, That's right. that we even like it. That's if it's right. bad, it's bad. Well, if they, if, they, if they commit for a year, you know, they do get the opportunity to come on the show as a guest. Um, for the year, you know, we'll have them on for a full segment. We can talk about everything about whatever they want, their right. brand, their business, you know, so that opportunity exists. But, you know, Dave, that conversation does come up where, listen, we're an authority. We're going to give you our honest opinion. Speaking of honest opinions, I do, I do have one more mailbag here with a complaint. Well, let, let's go on. We've got a couple of things to take care of. Right. Let's go to the aging room right now with Old Father Freddy. If you're ready for him, um, we'll take care of that. It's time to <laughs> step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Earmuffs, guys. Nowadays, farmers are using computers to choose which cock should mate with which oh, chickens God. to breed the best meat. In my day, cock picking was an art form that many aspired to, but very few achieved. It took years to develop your eye for picking the best breeder cock of the bunch. Nowadays, everyone is ultra-concerned with germs. People are washing their hands before, during, and after every meal. They then apply hand sanitizer to make sure that every germ is completely dead. In my day, we wiped our hands on our dungarees before eating, licked our fingers clean after eating, and spit in our palms before shaking on a deal, because that's what men did. Nowadays, doctors are begging their patients not to stick anything larger than an elbow in their ear. In my day, we used anything we could fit, from pencil erasers to bobby pens when we ran out of Q-tips. Ah, Q-tips, the dildo for your ear canal. Oh, God. We were cock-picking, finger-licking fornicators of the ear canal. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Ah, that's it. Right there. Oh, oh, oh my God. I went too far. I think I touched my brain. Oh, Freddy. I think Q-Tip has a new um, (laughs) thing for their packaging. Q-Tip, the dildo for your ear canal. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. We, this is going to be the best asylum <coughs> in the history of asylum. So why don't we jump into the asylum Well, it segment. is snowing out right now. It is Come on. Just so you know, we're here in Salem, New Hampshire. It Seabrook. is the end of Seabrook, New Hampshire. It is the uh, the end of March. 
And it is snowing out. Uncle. Springtime for crying out loud. Uncle. My God. Okay, let's take a peek into the asylum and see what craziness you have in store for me. They're coming to take Warning me, me in advance. Uh-huh. They're coming to take me away. Ho, ho, hee, hee, ha, ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum. It's not easy to do, but after years of hunting, I finally have a news story that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that David Garofalo oh God. is wrong. No names have been changed, and no facts have been altered. He is simply not correct. A 1952 Charlie Chaplin film won an Oscar for Best Dramatic Score 21 years after it was released. Since the movie had never been shown in Los Angeles, it was still eligible to enter the competition as a new picture in 1973 looks like dave will have to come up with a new analogy for his annual cigar of the year rant that's insane that's asylum brought to you by asylum cigars take no prisoners truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80 that's insane that's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to He's take silent. me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. It never aired before. Therefore, in that place. It had aired lots of other places, but not in Los Angeles, where the contest was taking place. Did it win? And it won. Get wow. out of here. You just heard the story. Yeah, but it, it, that's wrong, too. Well, I'm sorry, but it happened. So you're going to have to find a new example no more Godfather, so you just have to pick a new one. No. So a, a Charlie Chaplin film from the 50s wins an award for best 70s. picture in the 70s. Best score. Best score. Best score. There were no words in Charlie Chaplin films in the 50s. So, yeah, best score. And this is a fact. Fact, Jack. This Google it. fact. Really? Google it. Everything is Google it. I know. <laughs> <coughs> All that, right. That would mean it would be Google would be correct. We have a complaint. I am wrong. You are wrong. It's only March. I know. That's why I'm so tickled. Really? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a chance it could happen again. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I'm Googling it. So, submit it through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, which you're welcome to complain about anything that David does. Please do. Through the entire, uh, entire year, reach out to us at the Contact Us page. Or, you know what? Complain to David directly at dave at thecigarauthority.com. My biggest pet peeve about watching hockey is that I can spend two hours watching a game that could go very well and end in a tie. For okay. your segment, This Day in American Classic History, you really need to implement a tiebreaker question. I understand you only have so much time, but it would take only an extra 30 seconds. You could even involve your listeners by letting them submit the question off of the chat box or something like that. Ah. Just a suggestion. Either way, thank you for all that you do for us. You're welcome. Who is it? Doesn't say. They wanted to stay anonymous. They must have. Well, you know what? Their name is in the thing. It looks like Brian. Okay. It's got a weird email address. I agree with Brian. 
I yeah? yeah. There no, can't be any ties. Nah. No ties. No ties. So when we were down in Tampa for the Diamond Crown experience, yep. experience. we should have put Bobby or uh, Eric on the spot and had them, come up, had them come up with a question, maybe a history question on their factory. Now, we, we, we went to a hockey game while yeah. we were there. Yeah, great game. And it went into seven <laughs> shootouts. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. My first shootout ever, and it goes, it goes seven deep. So Many are saying that that was the best Bruins game of the season. Really? Yeah. And you were there. And I was there. Smoking and a cigar. And I watched maybe 30 minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool being able to smoke inside the cigar lounge there. And yep. We're going to be doing it again soon. We're going to start running that contest. April and, 21st. And they're going to be doing it all across the country. Yeah. So look at your favorite brick-and-mortar store. See if they're going to do the Diamond Crown experience. You go and you buy a few cigars, and you get a chance to it's win this run. experience. And it is an experience, and we're going to do it again. And, it, and the boxes are not that expensive. I mean, the best deal is buying by the box. You get the yeah. most chances to win and that, going the by the small box. Small boxes are 15, right? Yeah. The Diamond Crown. And it's a great cigar. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with the cigar. Oh, Diamond Crown's too mild for me. No. Because they have Julius Caesar. Oh, yeah. Julius Caesar's not quite strong enough. Maximus. Maximus. Yeah. They got something for everybody there. They do Brickhouse, too? Yeah, Brickhouse is part work. of the thing. Oh. There is something coming with Brickhouse. Yes, there's there a is. coming that we can't talk about yet, but there is something coming. I they, love it. There's a lot of stuff. And I'm so tomorrow morning, first flight out of Boston, leaving to Cabo something, Mexico. Uh, not that I haven't been traveling enough. You're going to be picked up by some guy named Juan. Juan. <laughs> Hopefully his last name is Valdez, and he brings the coffee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, ching. But i, I got to go all the way to L.A., where I change planes and go to Mexico. How, from the, how many trips in a row is this for you, Dave? I don't know. Five or, five, six. five or six. Yeah. It was enough. I front-unload myself every year to do it during a slow time, but it's too much. We well, should go in during this crap, you know, yeah. the snow. Too much, though. Um, but this is the TAA, Tobacconist Association of America, and this is an organization of about 50 retail retailers who, ha- who may or may not own multiple stores, and I think it's uh, about 120 stores. And these retailers uh, are hand-selected by this TAA group and uh, supposedly the best of the best retailers that go. And... Uh, I've been with them for quite a while, and they asked me if I would be on their board of directors. I did a couple of years ago, and this will be my last year as a board of directors. Now, I say that proudly, and I'm happy to do it, but I've let them down. Why? Because the board of directors meeting is tomorrow at 10 a.m. And you're flying out when? <laughs> tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., and I will not get there in time. But I found out last minute, and maybe it was said to me, Mr. Jonathan knows that... Sometimes David gets in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> He's got this glossy look on his face, and I'm starting to recognize it. And I don't, I don't know if it's appropriate to, like, snap him out of it or smack him or whatever. I mean, he is the boss. Yeah. But it's, it gets frustrating. You talk to him, and you, you go through a whole thing. And then at the end, he makes a decision. You go on the decision. He comes back, and he goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Too many things. I got too much going on yeah, at the same do. time. Yeah, time. And that's what a problem is. And I don't have a... a Assistant, personal assistant. Maybe that's is, the issue, Dave. I don't know what it is. And I, I just, or I can start eliminating some things. So I'll be off the board of directors of the TAA, I believe. It's either after the show or at the end of the year. I don't know how, exactly how it works. Um, and then I still have the IPCPR where I sit on the board of directors. I was asked to be on the board of directors of the Cigar Media. Oh. And 
I turned it down. Oh, thank God. Yeah, seriously, man. Only because I just have too much. And, you know, right. I'm, I'm honored to be asked. And I would love to do it, to be honest with you. I would love it. But I do, how can I do a good job at anything if I keep adding more things in it? And that's where the problem is. And this is why I say I let them down because I'm supposed to be at the board of directors meeting. And whatever went wrong, my fault. They didn't tell me. I don't know what everybody else is going. So I got to say it's me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be there for it. But what I do do at that show is I take the stage. Do do. I take the stage for something called the Dream Machine. And the Dream Machine is not only a sales thing of manufacturers selling their cigars through this Dream Machine, uh, everybody collectively buying at a deal, but most importantly, it is maybe a hundred questions and of the retailers that are there that will ask about their business. Mm. And they will have this handheld device that all mixes in together and gives us a collaboration of the answer. So, for instance, I would say, was business better for you in 2013 than it was in 2012? And they would say yes or no. And they would say 80% of the people said business was better than it was. Than the, sure. We, I don't know anybody's answer of what it is, but I know collaborative. Sure. That's a simple question. We get into very, very detailed things uh, to find out trends and, and what's happening around there. And I come up with the questions and try to wow. uh, not only um, get an answer, but to create dialogue. Mm-hmm. There'll be people walking around with microphones to the retailers as dialogue will, will come up and talk about different things, bad things like, do you have a problem in your cigar store of consumers coming in your store and breaking rule number one, bringing cigars brought from another place yeah. into your cigar stores? Yeah. And they'll say yes. And they'll say, well, what do you do about it? And at that point, tell go around and try to get some information to help retailers handle that. Do you, do you walk, do you walk right over to a customer? You give them the lighter that tases them. You say, here, light that with this. You know, but you don't, wanna, you don't want to insult a customer and you don't want to lose a customer. And They're not a customer They're not at a that customer point. to begin with is right. Correct They're a loser. Answer, but you still don't want to. You want to be a gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this got to, Chuck, work on the gentleman's way to call someone a loser. Have so they a, know. Have a sign. Put some signage up, you know. Make them feel like a, an ass for, for violating the rule. But if it's no signage or if they don't know about it, you know, I mean, it's ignorance. Well, you wouldn't walk into, <coughs> you wouldn't walk into McDonald's with a submarine sandwich. Well, of course not. You wouldn't walk into a bar with a six-pack. Right. I digress. Let's talk about the cigars that we just <laughs> smoked. So that we it's can, obnoxious. We it really is obnoxious up. that it's even a problem. Yeah. Bandolero, uh, we didn't talk about price. They run 8 to They're 12. 12 to 14. Oh, 12 to 14. 12 to 14. Uh, now, I don't, I don't recommend that people do this very often with, from my heart of hearts. I really enjoy Bandolero, and I smoke it regularly. I tend to be a milder smoker, and Bandolero ends up being my exception. Not only do I love the regular line Bandolero, but before this even came out, the high-end bandolero and the tubes, I've probably bought 12 of those packs. Yeah. And I can't stop myself from smoking them because they are so good. There are retailers across the country that carry them. Find I'm, someone close to you that you can go this in. This is a bandolero in a tube. It's a whole different product. It was a limited release just uh, put out. We, we have tons because we bought everyone they possibly had. But there are... I would say maybe 50 retailers across the country yep. uh, that, wow. that have this limited-release bandolero. Uh, when they're gone, they're gone. That's it. Um, again, talk about you don't know, have any idea what the tobacco is. I mean, this is a, a total— It's a blind buy, but I'm telling you from the Cigar Authority, we've smoked them. 
it's something that I buy. I end up buying it because I, unfortunately, Dave doesn't let me chuck take yeah. these out of inventory. I gotta well, buy them. It's not like you can take one anyway. No. Right. They come in a gift pack, pack of five or six. Five. How long will the jar last as a humidor? I mean, forever. That... I have one. At, I have one at home. I took one home that was empty, and I use it as my humidor. The cigars in it are absolutely perfect. Awesome. They're shipped to us from you know, his warehouse Costa Rica. Uh, in Costa Rica in the tins. Yeah. So they go through the entire process of shipping, hot, cold, everything, and they come in perfect. Awesome. Just in case, though, we store them for 10 full days before we put them out. Everything goes into a rotation anyway. So yeah. when we first got them in, we were all excited, and we smoked them secretly, but they didn't go out on the shelf for 10 days just in case. But smoking the first one, it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Well, awesome cigars. Um, Nobody yeah. does what he does as no. far as the length of aging the tobacco and then aging the cigar as a cigar and, and the, the care he puts into the type of cedar that's in the box that he's, that he's aging them in. The details that he goes into, crazy, crazy amounts. Well worth the 12 to $14 for the regular Bandolero and even more so for the two packs. We should do like a packaging awards. He wins. He wins them. He wins them. I can see why. He wins them across the world. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, Cans. Byron's, the Atabees, the Bandoleros. It's brilliant. I mean, he's got skills. And, pay the bills. And, uh, you know, I, I know sitting with him more information than I, that I should know only because I was around him for three days and phone calls came in. And even, you know, I, I just know certain manufacturers who called. And, yeah, and he won't uh, say. And he doesn't. He, he, he's a... Uh, to a to a negative. I mean, he he plays himself down so much, and he has and he is such the man. Yeah. Uh, he needs a PR guy or something to, uh, to to really get him. So anyway, uh, year number four in the can. We're moving on to year number five right now. Thanks everybody that listens to the show. Uh, downloads it. Calling in. That's yeah. right. Fourth year in a row. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to be back uh, next week. I'll tell you what happened at TAA. And uh, we'll move on with all new cigars and uh, new news that I'll find out uh, when I get back. So it should be an interesting show next week. Yes. uh, Live on Saturday. So uh, for Chuck Morrison, for Mr. Jonathan, for David Garofalo, that's me. Thank you, everybody, for four great years. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for telling your friends and and helping us uh, build on it. honored to be uh, part of the, the social media and the um, regular uh, cigar media and uh, we will not let you down. We'll keep bringing you uh, information as it comes. So, uh, For all of us, uh, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Bandolero Pack 2 or 3, keep the lid in out of your mouth for crying out loud. It doesn't belong there. That's it. Bye, everybody. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. 
you can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie. 